Dearest Elizabeth, I long to rip off your bodice and to see <laughs> your the, your glorious mounds of glistening in the pale moonlight. Sincerely yours, Charles Vincent III, Esquire. You are now listening to Good, Bad, or Bullshit. Hello and welcome to the Good, Bad, or Bullshit podcast. No verdict too controversial, no personality too big, and no topic too random. Joining me today, as always, is the ineffable Crofton Steers. Crofton, good day to you. Good day, Bo. You would have think I would have Googled ineffable since last time, but uh, I didn't. And I still do not know what it means. Well, I stand by the fact that you're ineffable, even though we don't know what that means. And also joining us today is the inimitable Michael Hodgins. Michael, hello. Uh, Hello, gentlemen. How are you doing? Very good, thank you. I'm also doing well. Yes, and we've gathered here on this ceremonious Monday night, as usual, to discuss a topic that's been selected at random and is completely unrehearsed. You already said that in the intro, didn't you? Yeah, but I'm just I'm trying to make it big, trying to make it hype. All right. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. No, it's true. <laughs> so, um, so Mike, I think uh, it's it, you know it's been a week since you've had little brought little Ivan into the world. Um, how's Ivan doing? Correction, as my wife Andrea brought him in. I really, you know, you got to give full cred to women. I'm sorry. It's, I'm so men sorry. do not do much. <laughs> Come on, she was amazing. Yeah, and it, I've re- been here eight my, days now. My misogyny is revealed. <laughs> Anyways, um, he, so how's Ivan, whom Andrea brought into the world, doing? Or I'd like to start just calling him Sturdy. Yeah, you can call him Sturdy. Oh, funny story about that. turns out we smelled, spelled that name wrong. Because <laughs> uh, uh, the story was that her grandfather's, <laughs> name was, her grandfather's name was Sturdy, which we thought was an interesting and neat name. So we thought, oh, well, we'll yeah, we'll give him a middle name, you know, honor his grandfather. And, then, and we like it just because it sounds like, you know, interesting. Yeah. Sturdy. And... Uh, uh, so she asked her dad, how do you spell it? He's like, oh, yeah, S-T-U-R-D-Y. And I was like, yeah, that, that makes sense. That's how I'd spell it. So we, you know, put in the birth certificate stuff and all that stuff. And then um, Andrea's mom was like, I don't think that's how. It has two <laughs> E's on it, doesn't it? It's two, it's two E's. It's, it's in, it, it, it actually was her, um, Andrea's grandfather was named after this Admiral Sturdy. And it was with two E's. And so, oh, well, we've, we've given him the wrong name. But I just think, you know, that just makes it a funny story. I love now, that. Admiral we'll Sturdy. I'd, I'd want to be a Sturdy Admiral. So we, yeah. So you're not going to change it now? No, I mean, I don't know. Andrea, she, she kind of wants to a little bit. But I'm a little bit like, I don't really care about this Admiral. Like, uh, um, I, I think it's neat to honor her grandfather. But I'm like, it sounds the same. And so, now we've we've given him... It's spelled differently. People always change spellings of names. I mean, it doesn't really make any difference. It's phonetic, really. It's true. And also, if it had two E's, well, then Lee, assuming you spell it the way I think you spell it, also has two E's. Exactly. That'd and be a Andrew's, lot of E's. Yeah, she thought that would look weird, too. But yeah, the little fellow's doing good. I mean, he's putting on weight amazingly well, according to her midwife. She's like, he's gaining two ounces a day. And I'm like, that doesn't seem like much, but I guess it's pretty good. Well, I could like, do better than that. So that's not very much. Well, you but don't he, need to compete with the baby there, buddy. I, I, <laughs> I had ice cream and blueberry pie or raspberry pie, and I had candy earlier today. So, <laughs> yeah, you could put, you could, we could all put on a couple pounds in, in a day, not just two ounces. But yeah, he's a the little fellow's doing very well, and uh, we're happy to have him. And 
I don't want to beat this topic to death because I'm sure our <laughs> listeners want to hear a random well, topic. We, no. we, we just really wanted to check in and see how the little guy Oh, yeah. Doing. You know, whatever. He's probably going to live for you know many decades hopefully so <laughs> if we can if we can do about eight podcasts on Bo's acting uh you know pursuits <laughs> and we can do at least two on you birthing a child and by you i mean andrea of course yes we've mm-hmm. done one we've done one for the record yeah yeah well, well no we'll, we'll come back no this is our second one but the thing is as quick as development goes for children it's also slow enough because I, I was reading about babies i'm like they can't see like more than eight inches and that's it's like that for at least a month. And I'm kind of like, okay, well, he's a week old, and it's going to be a month before he can see further than eight inches. Like, all right, well, I'll get back in a month. Maybe it'll like, uh, be more interesting. Yeah, well, I actually met a uh, friend, friend to friend uh, yesterday. We were out, and they had an 11-month-old, real cute little girl, like just absolutely uh, adorable. And the dad told me uh, uh, something which I thought was interesting, which – and I don't think this is the same for everyone. But he said pretty much only in the past like month and a half has she started really giving a shit about him. You know, because like up until that point, you know, mommy's the milk producing juggernaut and, you know, a baby is fairly inanimate, wants to be with mommy and this sort of thing. And only now, like when he walks into a room, she lights up and this sort of thing. So don't, you know, not to expect that right off the bat. So I'm I'm trying to temper my expectations that on day three, I'm not going to walk into a room and my newborn is going to like like throw aside its blanket or whatever. So uh, I well, realize also, that's going to take a while. it can't even focus its eyes on anything for like a month. <laughs> so they, they literally, they're not even capable of being injured. Essentially, they just want a boob. That's it for quite a while. You know, they're just small and their brains are still developing. It is what it is. They're cute though. You know? Boobs. Also want a boob. <laughs> yeah, for different reasons though. All right. Hey, so let's get into a topic here. Yeah, I was going to say, speaking of boobs... Um... Yeah, that segue sucked. I'll cut that out. (laughs) (laughs) That's another bow flag. Are you learning these jokes in acting class? Uh, It's not a joke. (laughs) Door acting. I'm actually inept. All right, you know, Mike, you're going to start? Yeah, there it is. (laughs) You know, with a name like Sturdy, I bet Sturdy will be even better at that than Mike is. Because he'll be Sturdy. Machine. The top. The topic today is public libraries. Oh, public libraries, as opposed to private libraries, like the bookstore (laughs) or our own uh, book collections. Uh, Do we need to really define what a library is? It must be pretty commonplace. Uh, It take two seconds. It's a building where you can go get (laughs) books. You can take them out and read them, and you have to give them back. They're owned. By the community and online now too. You can do all that. You can get like you can download stuff, audiobooks from the library's website, and then it just disappears off yeah. your computer after a while too. And generally speaking, libraries are a great place outside of your own home that you can go to do things like research and work and hang out there. Um, they're usually, you know, you're usually welcome to not just take a book and leave, but to hang out there, use computers, stuff like that. So, and some of them yeah. even have rooms you can rent out to have meetings or something in them are public libraries the same as university libraries no way eh? uh well they're similar in concept but a university library might have more facilities you like, know? i think I a just... university library 
you know, you have access to for through tuition fees and stuff like that. If you want to use their full services and you're not a student, you may have to pay a fee. I'm not really sure about that. So, so that's a, yeah, you probably you can't take a book out or whatever in that. So that would be a kind of, I guess, privatized library in a way. Well, or just, yeah, it's, it's section sectioned off, I suppose. But, um, yeah, so public libraries then are the ones uh, generally offered, in our case, by the city, uh, in which our, our taxes pretty much pay for of, of the library. Would that be it? Yeah, I think so. I think a university library, while maybe not a strictly private library, is kind of for a certain clientele. Like its intended use is not for everybody. Where you know the idea behind a public library is like, you know what? Books are good, and we need to encourage people to read, and we need to encourage book stuff. So let's put money into having this facility available for the good of all and for the betterment of our our community. So <laughs> God encourage I, that book stuff. I feel like saying like, <laughs> okay, so we're we're all agreed then. Libraries are good. Next topic. Well, um, it's kind of hard to like the one thing about this topic is it's it's one of these ones that like it's hard to say something bad about the public library like we should try to make an effort to say something bad about public libraries because it on the face of it they seem pretty good it takes up public funds so maybe somebody who wants to see that money spent differently might have it out for public libraries but see also and i think that's a good angle bo it is definitely like around here it's public public funded and so if your values weren't in in anything regards regarding books you may feel that you're unfairly taxed. So, uh, you know, like if there was a, a, a video game library and somebody didn't play lib- video games and it was, you know, provided by the city, uh, then they might be like, this is an unfair use of my tax money. I think the bigger question, and Mike touched on it a little bit when he talked about how our local libraries in particular are trying to adapt to the changing in technology by having like um, ebooks and this sort of thing. But I guess the, the, the bigger – the question I would say in expanding on Bo's tax money thing is do libraries – do public libraries still have a place in today's like wired up connected society uh, or are they now just bullshit, like really leftover well, remnants from, from I, the past? I have an anecdote that I can use to answer that question, Crofton. <laughs> so – um, <laughs> I'm going to talk about an acting class I'm taking. <laughs> oh, no. You need, to, you need to make an audio bumper for this. But No, okay, maybe. But <laughs> the acting references. I, I have to find a monologue for my monologues class. And, um, you know, they said preferably something in the last 50 years, preferably, preferably something Canadian. So that being a computer guy, the first thing I did was I checked all the resources I could for, like, free um, text. And I found it very difficult to find this stuff. So what did I do? I, I went to the library, a place I haven't been to in God knows how long. It may even be more than a decade or more than that. And I went there and I spent an entire afternoon perusing books. I took out eight of them. I was so thankful because I didn't have any in my public li- you know, my personal library uh, to draw on. All, my, all the plays I have are um, either great works from literature or they're American um, or British. And... Um, so and there was all these all this Canadian content here that I guarantee a lot of people don't buy. I hate to be down on Canadian stuff. Um, so I was really grateful that that resource was there. I got a library card. I took out eight books, and 
Um, yeah, I just felt, felt it was like, wow, I'm really glad we have this resource. I've been paying taxes all this time, and I'm finally getting some good use out of this place. And the Ottawa Public Library is a pretty cool place, actually. So, um, is it? I, I'm not sure quite what I was answering, but just that this was a I couldn't get it, it on it, the internet, and so well, like, so yes. I think what you're coming at, what you're saying is like copyrighted material. So like the internet, I mean, people will still get on about like piracy issues and so you can't like download a whole book unless those rights are either it's public domain and so or someone has released the rights to it you know you're not going to find that stuff on the internet Popular whereas the lights are pirated you can yeah well like unless you yeah you want to do something quote unquote illegal yes. uh, whereas a library which i'm not encouraging stuff what sorry which i'm not yeah. encouraging um but a library can get that stuff, and you can just borrow it, and they'll they'll pay the whatever library cost. You can, and the other interesting thing about the library. So, say you want to get a hold of something, you check the library, and they don't have it. You can request them to purchase it, and they'll buy it and put it into their like, and put it into their like whatever collection, and then you can borrow it for free. It's sort of as Bo said, he's gotten into the library recently, or just very recently, and so have I. It's been about maybe a year. I've been starting to go to the public library. And uh, and it really has been great. I was kind of I kind of had to say to myself, why have I not been going to the library for for all these years? I would get you know I'd go to chapters and buy a a book or something if I wanted one. But now I'm just like, well, I take it, and I don't really want to store them at home uh, because I'm trying to get rid of clutter in my house. So I can just go give it back, and then someone else can read it. It's such a good use of resources on 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 top of the fact that it's free. Well, aside from our tax dollars. Well, in terms, in terms of yeah, in terms of providing books, but like, I mean, it falls to it. It's for a niche market. It's for people who want to borrow books, right? Like that's that's really because well, Bo Bo's example was was one where he was espousing all that is great about it, but prefaced it by saying that he had not been in a library for multiple years un- during which time he was paying taxes and then only went to the library basically because he was taking a course that required him to go to the library practically to make his life easier in this one particular instance. So if you are, uh, you know, Joe Smith and you're like not interested in borrowing books, you still have to pay, you know, taxes for this. Now I understand services like healthcare and all that sort of thing as being like, okay, you're going to pay, pay, uh, pay taxes for it, uh, and ensure that everybody has fair access to it. But, but library is sort of like choosing and now libraries are including films and, and such as well. Uh, but they get, they sometimes get into trouble with, with, the rights to films, but like I use the example of, uh, of you know, video games or whatever, or other different types of uh, of media, and I think the Ottawa Library in particular is getting good on incorporating stuff like graphic novels and that. But at the same at the same time, it's like it's still saying like this is for people who like books, but everybody has to pay but for it's, it. It's more than books, and I think this is the main thing. Like I really think it's 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 a repository of access to knowledge and i mean you because sure there's lots of books of fiction and that's great but there's tons of resource books like i <clears throat> have done a lot of renovations as you guys are aware and i've gotten 
tons of resource books at the library that explain, you know, I could buy these books for 40 bucks or whatever, but I could also just get them for free at the library. And, and also there might be five of them. So if I want to learn how to do plumb a house, I can go and get five books on plumbings and go through them and see what are the, the you know, the common things. It, it's more access to knowledge. And I feel like that, that's the broader aspect of libraries that is important. It's not just like, oh, I'm into books because that's one thing, but just access to knowledge for free. I think it's like, I think it's pretty fundamental. And I think the argument that like some people are like, I don't like books, I don't read, and that's fair enough. But you know, it, not to get into like a taxation debate, but a lot of people like don't have children, they still got to pay school tax because as a society, we think education is important. And I think as a society, we think access to knowledge is important. I mean, this does come back to the question about in the face of the internet, is it still as relevant where there's so much knowledge available on the internet? And, and that's that's where I think my the point of my what I was trying to say was just that um, I couldn't find these resources on the internet, at least not with having having to pay for them. But it was just like I need to find a monologue, so like I I want to read them and find out what I'm interested in before purchasing something. It's not like, oh, this seems like a fun thing. It's not as much a consumer product. It was knowledge in this particular context. Well, and let me put on my socialist hat, which I do sometimes on this show. As you know, I'm a socialist. Socialist um, hat! Socialist hat. <laughs> because the, the bottom, like, if you have, it's like the internet's great. I love the internet. You know, we talked about Wikipedia once, amazing resource for knowledge. But this all assumes that you have a computer and that you have money to pay for internet access, which let's face it, these days is not that cheap. So you have like, but the yeah. the you know it's 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 like knowledge is great if you got the money to get it. You know, basically through the internet is what it comes down to. And some of us must say, oh, it's not very much money. It's still money. Right. But at the public library, like down at the main branch, which I go to all the time here in Ottawa, there's tons of like homeless people on the internet using computers. People that are clearly have you know issues and may not have money are still able to use the public library. And I think that is amazing because it's equal access to something. It's not like you know, you got to get a job and then pay your internet bill and buy a computer because some people just don't don't have that ability. And I really think it is fundamental that access to knowledge or access to the internet and the library provides that. It's pretty it's pretty amazing. But at the same at the same time, like we're as society moves forward, and I was thinking of your your instructional books and all of this, and I was like, it's it's nice that you went and you got the books there. But a lot of people, their first thing would be looking up information online, looking it up on YouTube, watching how to videos, uh, and internet is now becoming like more and more prevalent everywhere. So it now Wi-Fi is pretty much available in almost every building. I know I know the uh, my neighborhood is becoming part of a pilot project to have Wi-Fi across the neighborhood. So that that'll allow anybody to access uh through a device. And I know what you're going to say you would you could argue well maybe homeless people can't afford a device. Yeah, right. Like how many homeless people have There's a whole iPad movement almost. towards uh towards um you know having a cell phone and that sort of stuff being being considered like a human right in an act uh, in t- obtaining information and this sort of stuff. So there's a movement. We're moving towards that where it, literally every person, even a homeless person, would have like a, a cell phone with internet access and all this sort of thing. And then if Wi-Fi, free Wi-Fi is available in whole blocks, if that's the movement towards 
in the future, then like then this, the internet services that the library provides, fortunate, which it does a fantastic job of right now, seems like it may be no longer, like it feels like the library in a way, the public library is slowly getting it out, outdated and that it's continuously fighting uh, uh, the battle to stay relevant. And I think the Ottawa Library in particular is doing a very good job of that, especially with its ebook programs and this sort of thing. But I don't think all libraries are doing that well across the board and I think that 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 even the Ottawa library is like I go when we first came to this city in 2005 um, we went all the time now we hardly ever go right and and uh, and, and it's not just even the online services we use much less than we than we do before and I just think that that's sort of the movement with libraries not yes, saying that also, they're like awful hellscapes when you first moved to the city, like, you know, you guys were not making sort of the same money you are now. Maybe it's just more, you know, maybe it was easier to go to the library when you were making nine bucks an hour or whatever back back in the day. Is it possible that was a influence? Maybe not. It's, it's, it's definitely, I'll tell you one thing that's likely is that we were, we were living closer yeah. to, like, closer yeah. to a main branch. But then again, that's like... You know the libraries are located across the city, and then there's one really big one. And if you don't don't have easy access to the really big one, and then you go to one to where it's like, well, yeah, we can order this, but you know you have to wait, or you go on the internet and get that information right now. You know what I mean? Like, uh, it's I I just I just think that like as sort of on libraries, I think I just think that they're they're fighting an uphill battle here to stay relevant in the internet age. Well, the thing, because back to my plumbing example, because I did look up lots of stuff on the internet about plumbing, but the internet suffers from this thing of there being too much information and the quality of the information is hard to substantiate sometimes. Like sometimes you'll be looking at a website and be like, is, is this legit? Like, I, and there's, you know, you look at a website, like when was this website made in the 1990s or something? And you're trying to get like, I don't know that I trust this information. And I feel like libraries provide some, uh, to some degree, like a vetting of information. They're not going to put like complete crap on that someone just comes in with a handwritten manuscript and says, here's my book. They're not going to probably put it on the shelf, you know. They're, they're, they're Because it goes through the process of, you know, publishers and they probably have committees that review books and decide whether to put them in or not. But the internet, really, anyone could put anything on the internet. And I found a lot of conflicting and strange information about plumbing on the internet. But the books... You know, maybe this, again, is the argument of the value of a book where someone has sat down and really tried to plot something out in great detail in one work. It's still often better than websites. And, and look, don't get me wrong. I use the Internet for all kinds of things and finding additional information. But something about a book sometimes is just simpler. Yeah. But Oh, sorry, Bo. Go ahead. Yeah, no, I was going to say um, – what struck me about this is like because we're talking a lot about like the knowledge contained therein, and I think I think it's safe to assume like a lot of information on the internet's questionable. Like sometimes you got to do digging, especially medical stuff, um, and that a book, even if it's like because there are books out there that are you know quote unquote incorrect, just to be simple about it, that end up getting published. But generally speaking, more work and thought probably goes into a a published book than does a page that goes up on the internet but um 
what I what I was thinking about the library too is just that like when we think about like public services like uh, the garbage service we don't want garbage festering in our neighborhoods so we have a service for that we have roads we have people taking care of the roads because we all want to enjoy cars and I think somewhere and I think this is where a lot of people don't value it as much as they should but like a a prospering community reading just the act of reading is like the cornerstone of education like I think reading. Before anything else, being able to read, um, even though there are plenty of people who are functional who don't read, um, reading tends to ameliorate your life and the quality of our community so much so that you know putting public money into making sure we have facilities to read and encouraging reading, I think is is probably really good. Um, in spite of the fact that maybe the internet is outpacing it uh, quite a bit these well, days. Well, and that's really the issue. I, I don't have any concern with with whether libraries are like the merit of libraries. Uh, I think we all agreed off the hop that that they currently, as they stand, you know, there's we that we personally enjoy using them. I just think that in a you know, let's say a hundred years from now, even. That libraries will no longer exist, probably not even in their current um, current form. Like they're they're just. We talked. We all had a giant love in on Wikipedia, and we talked about how uh, it's a great reference tool. And we addressed the fact that people had concerns about the inaccuracy of internet information placed on Wikipedia, and how the communal benefit of it is that that it 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 allows for this constant vetting and checking of information. At one point, there may be a plumberpedia that is just totally focused on plumbing, as tech as you know, as the internet sort of shapes itself and all this. I just think that at one point there's just really not going to be a compelling reason to ever want to go to a library because we're going to keep um, in all the specific fields, all that reference information is going to be housed on the internet and the only thing that's going to be printed and put in put in libraries is, is, is general for accessibility purposes, I'm not sure. I think at one point paper will be out entirely, right? So um, you, you, and, and, and maybe libraries will be a bunch yeah. of screen. And the library may be may take a, a different form. You're you're right, but I think if anything, its relevance is going to increase. And the reason I say that, I still have my socialist hat on, by the way, is the word socialist hat. Socialist hat is on. Um, it's the increasing commodification of the internet. Like you know, we talked about net neutrality, and there is major movements afoot to try to. Um, to commodify the internet, to try to allow you know uh, uh, service providers to slow down speeds to this or that to whatever to whoever essentially has the money to pay for faster bandwidth, et cetera, et cetera. Let's not get into that again. But the fact is, is the, the internet, you know, Wikipedia aside, we did have a love in, and I still do love Wikipedia, and it struggles to remain in its like state of non-advertisement base. But most websites, because how do you make money on the internet really? Unless you're selling a product, you Access. need to have ads. You need to have advertising ads, yeah. revenue, and and I find it so frustrating sometimes to go on the internet and like constant ads from like Google searches appearing everywhere. It it pretty is pretty irritating. Love Wikipedia because it doesn't do that. And one you know recently because I've been going to the library a lot lately in the past year, and I hadn't been to, to chapters Indigo whatever it is. 
in a long time. And I went in there the other day, and I was just like, I got to leave this place. I couldn't I, because because of of the book market is selling books is harder to do. They've had to bring in so much other crap uh, like homeware and electronics and things like this. And I'm just like, oh, it's just another store. Like it's so much consumer junk jammed down your throat. But the library is this breath of fresh air where no one's trying to sell you anything. And I I really love that. I go in there. It's just it's like peaceful. Uh, what do I want to learn? But- I decide there's no one there trying to be like, buy this thing, uh, behave this way, marketing, marketing, marketing. It's a zone of freedom from that. And it's I agree. Freedom. I agree with that. But I feel that w- what you're saying is sort of like the, the, the old nostalgia reminiscing of like, oh, the library. It was, it's a great spot of you know, and relaxation and, and timelessness and, and this. But w- when you go into the chapters, what the chapters is reflecting is the change – changes in our society and yet it some of it is you know hard to take or whatever it's a lot but but it's moving in the direction of like uh, uh of the essential the future and the library is trying to is going on to do so but r- the reality is, is that we love the library but do we love it for what it was and what it continues to still kind of be or do we or, or are we actually optimistic that it still has a place in the society now your your thing about about like not you know not wanting ads and net neutrality and it's true the internet is still kind of the wild west so maybe maybe things will fall in a certain way that will increase the value of libraries but if things continue on the path that they're on now, I just see libraries playing less and less of a significant role yeah, in, yeah, our, in was, our society. I would just come back and challenge that because I, I think that, again, it's like the, the direction society is going is not, like in my opinion, necessarily a positive one with the constant increase of consumer culture dominating our lives. It's be, like it's just – it never ends. And uh, and I think that to have those institutions that are free from that, that are free from those those – those bottom lines of if you're not making dollars, you've got to sell what sells or you're out. It's it's so important. And so I think the library will remain relevant as people start to see that we're sliding into this like pit of consumer craziness and that institutions like the library become going to become more relevant than ever. So I think we have some disagreement yeah. there. Though I, I get your points. But, I think uh, that sounds a little pie in the sky. That's like uh, – or a little little. this is what I would like to see happen. But I, I, don't, I don't think that somebody is going to be like, oh, libraries are more important than ever. I think they're going to continue to see attender, uh, attendance drop and that sort of thing as time goes on less and less. Like romantically, I agree with you. I'm like that – you make a very compelling – if you think about it in a romantic way with regards to libraries and – being important and and the value I, I agree with everything you're saying I just think that realistically and um, that that the consumer culture and the increase in it, it exists for a reason and that libraries are becoming less and less important to people and if they're less and less important to people they're less likely to contribute tax dollars uh, governments are less likely to stake election campaigns on libraries and so forth and so on I just I don't see uh, libra- libraries on the upswing right now, and I'd be happy if they were. Honestly, I've enjoyed my time in libraries. I just don't think that they are. Uh, are Are you guys uh, ready? Uh, Bo, uh, do you have anything to add? Sorry, Mike and I have been going back and forth. Yeah, well, I was just because I wanted to jump in and say I'm pretty sure you're right, Croft, in that attendance is down, or that just libraries are really underused. Like if you're a person that goes to a library, you're benefiting like 
per like amount of dollars per person very highly in that because I think new generations are grown up on the internet. They're playing online games. They're doing all their research on the internet. And one of the things that I think of that doesn't exist, and I'm just like, why doesn't that exist? Is and is it like an online library where like you can just like all of the because of the need to we can say consumerism just to keep it simple. Um, you know that books have to be saleable. That's why Amazon is a huge online book retailer, although it does everything now too. But um, the idea being that you can find any book you want, but you have to pay for the product, whether it's digital form or as a text form. Whereas if you think about the principles of the library, it's it's very restricted. Where if you use your imagination, it's just like, well, just take every published document. Uh, and put it in this place that the whole world has access to to enrich their lives with it. Why doesn't that exist? And you know the answer is because that it, on the internet, even though we we fight for the things like net neutrality and stuff like that, um, there is a lot of money invested in all of in keeping these structures in place and incentivizing people, I guess, to create content. But um, to me, you know, it seems like it's kind of crazy that there isn't an online library. And if there is, write in and tell me where this is. That isn't like some illegal place. Um, because, well, I, well, you know, I, like, why can't I just get it online? You know? I think you can a lot. I think mo- a lot of libraries are starting to move to move that way. And a lot more content is available online. But a lot of books are not online, right? Like a lot, like, like a lot of books, and, and that's what they mostly deal with. So a lot of knowledge is housed in these books. You know, someone would have to take the time to, to put it into a digital format. You know, with new publications, that's different. But there's a there's a ton of old information that's still yeah. relevant. And, uh, you know, it would be a great amount of resources and time to put it into digital form so that you could read it online. Though I think even a lot of stuff like that is being done as well. <clears throat> Before, I'm almost ready for a verdict, too. The one thing I want to say, which I think it's, comes back to the importance of this, is... <clears throat> If you look at, and Bo talked about this earlier, the literacy as being a cornerstone of of uh, you, you know of our society, which I think none of us would disagree with. But it's looking back at that kind of like you know when literacy was held by only like the priests and no one knew how to read, and then the and then intelligentsia, yeah, and then after Gutenberg and the printing press, uh, you know, still was kind of aristocrats, you know, had access to books, but then as stuff started to get out there more, and literacy kind of trickled down. Uh, that really changed the world, and uh, and and I think you know that that's a kind of fundamental fact that 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 knowledge spread around is really changed the world. So that, but but that getting to something like a public library of free information, free books, free access to knowledge is being the, like let's re, like that's what the role of the public library is really get it down there. And if we lose that, and it comes back to like, well, yeah, you can get books if you can pay for them, or if you can you know subscribe to this or that or whatever. Yeah. Um, I think it's just it's it's a really big issue, and we need to fight to keep this stuff alive. This is you know I've been on one side of this. I think Crofton points have been very realistic and very valid as well, and I don't think he's yeah. wrong in yeah. some of his predictions. Yeah. No. But uh, yeah, should we get into verdicts? What do you guys think? Yeah, go for it. You want to keep ro- well? I'll just start. I've been I've been having a loving on libraries here, so I'm just gonna say libraries are good. And I mean, I, I don't want to rehash a lot of the things that I've said, but I just in in the, today's day and age, there's not that many things that you can just go and do 
for free. And I, and I know, you know, the question about taxes is there, but it's, you know, it's part of our society that, you, that everyone has access to, like a public park or a public space, which are also on the decline, I might add. Uh, and that's and that's a great thing. That's, that's enriching to our society, enriching to our lives. And I think that, you know, now that I'm a parent, I'm going to try to, like, instill public library into my child's life and hopefully hopefully it'll take it'll take root you know which is hard to do in competition with with the online world but but maybe it will and uh yeah i just think it's too important to look to lose and i do think public libraries are trying to stay relevant and and more power to them okay um I know. Okay, I know it's going to seem like I play devil's advocate a bit on this uh, on this one, and this is one of those times where I feel like this show's um, verdict system handcuffs me a little bit because uh, of what I sort of feel and what I actually think. Uh, I don't think um, bullshit or bad or either. Uh, terms that I'd want to put on to public libraries. So I'm going to go right ahead and say that my verdict for public libraries is that they are good. That said, I I very much love the public library, uh, but I think I, I'm not fooling myself personally. I, I, I'm know that my love of the public library is rooted in mom. It's rooted in, uh, you know, experiences uh, that I've had there. I'm not optimistic about the future of public libraries anywhere. Uh, And honestly, part of me, not all of me, because I really have this romantic idea about the public library, much of which Mike explained it very well. But part of me thinks that they're unnecessary uh, and that they will be replaced uh, um, by the online world and this sort of thing. And, um, and, 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 you know, I don't want that to happen really, but I'm not sure if I don't want that to happen because I think it's a bad idea uh, because I think there's going to be a huge loss or like Mike described, or if I just don't, want it to happen because I personally have childhood memories of them. Like if I'm being a Luddite for for no reason other than than my memories and my personal experiences, and I'm going to have a child soon and wanting to share those uh, with my kid, even though that's not necessarily the way of the future. So I'm saying they're good because I like them personally, and I see that I see their their past value and their current value. I just I remain skeptical of, of where they're going to be in the future. Okay, so um, I'm pretty much like I agree with both your points mike and crofton in terms of uh there's definitely value to be had in the public library system um my thing is like i'm a pretty big technophile so you know i I think a little while back i bought a bunch of stuff on amazon that um i didn't even occur to me as a realistic proposition that i should just go to the library and see if they're there and and read them and not necessarily spend that money on those books and now that I've actually gone and sort of you know experienced it, I think I'm going to try and make a point of going to the library more often. But um, I was saying that I'm pretty big on the internet. Like it's always the first place I look, and I rely on it for a lot of what I do. Um, and it, it just it seems so crazy that there isn't. Uh, and, and please send me a message letting me know if this exists. That there aren't good places to find content on the internet. And in fact, the, the whole philosophy of the library lends itself really well to the internet where it's, it's information and things like that. So I could see libraries being 
out of date and obsolete because the next generation of folks that are coming up in this world just say, hey, just put it all on the internet and we can all have access to it. And it's fantastic. But, um, you know, everyone has iPads and laptops, all kinds of devices to easily read this content. Um, but what it is, is what Mike was talking about, is that consumerism. And so there's this danger of libraries becoming obsolete and then, you know, there being no online alternative. So people are just like, what do we have these libraries for anyway? So I think they are in danger and I think they do need people to speak up for them uh, because libraries are good places uh, where we can allow people to have information and to read because this is a behavior as a community that we want all of our citizens to engage in. So I'm going to say that public libraries are good. With the caveat that, you know, if there's an awesome online alternative, well, you know, that's probably not bad either. But, um, you know, that means like free, just like real library. So. I would also just say it's good to get out of your damn house now and then and go to a <laughs> library, a physical library. I agree. No, all at home. So to, I, one last thing I want to say. I believe this this topic was a listener suggested topic from Jackie, uh, who was an occasional listener to the show. Oh. And I hope she listened to this one because I believe she works in a public library. She manages a public library. It would be good to get her input. So, Well, thank um, you, Jackie. Just kudos to her for the good suggestion yeah. that got into the random topic generator. Yeah, sweet. Sweet. All right. So, um, listen, if you have a suggestion for us about a random topic or any comments on public libraries or anything else you care to mention, you can email us at goodbadbull. Nope. You can go to our site at goodbadbull.com, but you can email us at goodbadbull at gmail.com. Uh, yeah. So, if you want to subscribe to the show, you can find links to iTunes, Stitcher, and an RSS feed on our website. Again, that's goodbadbull.com. Finally, follow us on Twitter at goodbadbull, and you can like us on our Facebook page. All right. So, I think that about wraps it up. We had a real love in on public libraries, three goods. Um, Crofton, if our fine listeners want to find out more about what you're doing, where can they find you? They can find me tweeting on the free Wi-Fi provided by the public library at Crofton Steers on Twitter. I like how that's a bald-faced lie. (laughs) (laughs) And Mike, if our listeners want to find out more about what you're up to, where can they find Uh, you? They can find me at the local library reading a very old book because I'm a Luddite, I guess. (laughs) Yeah, I like how that's like the complete honest truth. Yeah, I have been reading a lot of books. Hard copy books lately. It's good for my yeah. brain. Sorry, Crofton. I didn't mean to call you out there. Don't be mad at me. Well, it's it's okay. You're just uninformed. I've probably been to the library more <laughs> this year than you have in your entire yeah, life. Yeah, Crofton. Crofton. I know he used to go to the library all the time. Oh, when okay. I did, so I right. give him credit. He's been he's been a much he's been a user of the library, and I'll also give him credit for being well, the, devil's, Crof- the devil's advocate on the show, which was well needed. Yes. Yes. So Crofton, please accept my humblest apologies for being such a gigantic douche on the air. They're not accepted. one thing we didn't talk about was uh, librarians as curators of knowledge. Especially sexy ones.